that whole kind of like self-struggle I went through for six months, like I was beating myself up. Obviously, you know, being an entrepreneur means you have to create opportunities to make income, Right. you know? And so I wasn't used to being someone who figured it out because right. it was already figured out. You get a job, you get paid, whatever. But literally having to find different ways to make money and, and keep that going. And you know, when you schedule a hair appointment, people cancel, mm -hmm. right? Or when you do a painting, it may not sell for months, you know? So I was in this very uncomfortable state. And I think because I was so uncomfortable and so frustrated, it made me sit with those feelings and and be present and and know that this is not going to last you know this is just the beginning and if this is going to be the worst then i can take that i can totally handle that right How's it going, everyone? Thank you for tuning in to this episode here on the Unlimited Power Show. It's another beautiful day here in South Florida. My name is Edward Gills, and today I have Micah Nixon here on the show, shining bright like a diamond. <laughs> Thank um, you. Well, one thing I always say on this show is um, I don't introduce anybody, right? Um, because I believe that everyone has the unlimited power in themselves to express who they are. And when they do that, it's more important um, to me and to the audience because it, it just is. Okay. So with that being said, Micah, yes. why don't you give us a quick introduction of yourself? And with the intro, think of it not like what you do, but why you do what you do and what led you to doing it. Okay, cool. All right, everybody. So what camera do I look at? Uh, you look at me. Look at you. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so um, I'm Micah Nixon, and I am the Millennial Business and Success Coach. So what that entails, um, I'm a Millennial Business Entrepreneur, and I started off with a mentor. And I've literally got a master's degree, a crash master's street degree, if you will. And everything that I've learned up until this point, I feel that it's necessary for my counterparts to also know because I know it's a little getting into business it, it's a little you get a little hesitant right you think about funding you think about who you don't know it's but it's all about who you know right mm -hmm. so because I know someone who's already doing what I want to do I just decided how about I take the knowledge that I've gained and I ignite the Millennials and I chose the Millennial generation because we're the most innovative I am a millennial myself but also we are starting more businesses than any generation has before. And we're just, I don't know, we're just a generation to take this to the next level and start companies and move the economy. So that's where my passion is. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about young Micah running around Paris uh, house. Uh, so, where did you grow up? Um, I'm originally from Dallas, Texas, and yes, I am a cowboy fan. And I know I live in Florida, and people usually kind of give me a little grief for not being a Dolphin fan, but uh, the Dolphins don't really win many games. So I'm going to continue to be a Cowboy fan. But also, you know, I was raised in a two-parent household, and we moved from Dallas to Fort Lauderdale. My dad got a really great job, and so that's when I started my life here. I was three years old, and 
Um, since then, I've always been really social, really passionate about relationships and I don't know, just always looking for the next great opportunity. Like I'm a dancer, I do hair, um, I've always been good at a lot of things. I do art, I paint, I draw, so I really am passion-led because of the talents that I was blessed with, so I've been literally utilizing all of them. Um, I love going to the movies. Um, I'm an avid conversationalist, mm -hmm. so getting into social justice problems and having those political debates with my friends that really kind of gets me going and keeps me going. I just recently became a reader. I don't really consider myself a reader because I usually take naps when I'm trying to get through a book. Um, I don't know. Wait, well, you said a reader? A reader. Like, so I read books. Like a, <laughs> oh, like you mean like psychic? No, <laughs> no. I, I, no, I didn't know that it was a description, like I'm a reader. Oh, so yeah, because, you know, I've, I've, the people that I've stumbled upon, they yeah. say, yeah, I'm an avid reader. So I'm like, oh, okay, that's the thing. Okay, cool. So I would like to take that and say, I have now become a reader. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that. Do you read a lot of books? I read like a bunch of books. I don't just read them. I listen to them. Mm. I have Audible, and mm -hmm. that I found that to be better as far as like doing things and also oh, yeah. gaining the knowledge. And right. then on YouTube, I've found a lot of free books. Right. Well. So I'm an avid reader. You're an well. avid reader. So I read like a book a week. Oh yeah. See, yeah. that's how I'm, I'm trying to get there. Yeah. You, so I literally just read the the Millionaire Booklet, mm -hmm. and. It has completely changed my life. And I know that sounds very cliche because most people say, oh my God, I've read this book and now, but it's true, you know? And I think depending on the content of the book, it speaks to something inside of you, right? So the Millionaire Booklet is, um, is by Grant Cardone. And he's basically talking about his story about how he became a millionaire and how to get rich and how to capitalize on what you have and where you are in your life and changing your outlook on what your finances should and should not be based on the habits that you were taught. Because not all of us were taught good money habits. Right. And a lot, not all of us were taught how to save or how to use credit. So in reading the book, I kind of like have a newfound, like, I don't know, like life's purpose when it comes to my financial freedom. So that's the ride that I'm, that's the wave that I'm on right now. Mm -hmm. So I just finished that book last Sunday. So I'm starting a new book this Sunday and I'm excited about becoming a reader and applying the knowledge, not just reading it to learn, right. to, you know, you know, gain a larger vocabulary. I am trying to apply the knowledge that I'm learning. So, so is your goal to become a millionaire? Oh, yes. Past that. That is, so, yes. So why do you want to be a millionaire? Because I want to help people. I want to help more people. And in the book, he basically said in order to reach the people that, you want to in your community, you have to have money to do that, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you can help yourself financially, make sure that everything at home is done, make sure that your family is taken care of, now you can extend that olive branch and help those communities who are struggling in, in whatever, mm -hmm. you know? I give them opportunity to make more money. If mm -hmm. I have a company, that's jobs for people who didn't have jobs before, you know? So yeah. I want to be a millionaire because I want to help more people. So to you, what would you say, what does it mean to be rich? Um, I think it goes back to being financially comfortable to have the power to choose whether to purchase a new vehicle or purchase a new building or donate a certain amount of money to a charity. Like you have the power 
to do so when you are rich. When you're not rich, you, your power is limitless. Your power is limited. So to become rich, that means your power can extend in more areas. Okay, so I believe, right, we okay. have unlimited power. Right. right. And that we have this intrinsic value that we are, regardless of uh, material wealth, right? Mm -hmm. um, being that, not saying that not to get rich, we all heading that way, we right? Should. Yes. Um, <laughs> but how important is developing to you, like personal development, and how do you like do that? So personal development is a very huge thing in my life, and it always has been. Um, my mother is a family, a marriage, family, and ther a family, marriage. A marriage and family therapist, such a long title. So my whole life, we've always been talking to each other. And you can kind of say I've been getting many therapy sessions since I was a kid. Mm -hmm. So I know that um, things that go on, whether it happened when I was five or when I was in high school or when I was in college, those things are constantly affecting me. So if I'm not basically listening to myself and finding what's going on with me, I how can I how can I help anybody else, right? So my main goal for personal growth is to make sure that I check self. Mm -hmm. Self awareness, I think, is something that everybody should be striving for because you gotta you gotta get yourself, you know, together before you can move forward, before you can love anybody else, before you can care about anybody else. Mm -hmm. um, and honestly I feel like it it may like stifle your potential if you don't attend to you. Mm -hmm. So personal growth is extremely imp important to me, and I think it needs, it's a constant journey. It never stops. It, it never stops. Mm -hmm. You gotta check yourself before you wreck yourself. All every every time. So you know, like us millennials, right? We'd be like, yeah. I'm gonna check that girl, man. She, right. She's trying <laughs> me right here. So yes. Um, sometimes we don't check ourselves. Exactly. Right. So tell me a time you had to look yourself in the mirror and like check and roast yourself mm -hmm. like to like hey you need to do better like specifically like, like what happened okay. and why how did you do it my mentor mm -hmm. prime example so i was you know new to the entrepreneur game mm -hmm. i was new to uh building a structure for myself and she was my first boss as a as an entrepreneur so she gave me the tools that I needed um, to start my uh, Millennials on the Move. Um, she actually allowed me to work with her company um, in the startup stages. So I was delegated certain tasks. So mind you, I'm used to doing everything good, right? right? Like even college. College was easy for me. I just went to school, did my test. Yes, I procrastinated, but school was my job and I did my job well. So this was the first opportunity that I had that when we had like our um, accountability checks, like when we would have our Monday meetings, she would always say, yeah, so you didn't do this, you didn't do this, you didn't do this, this was okay, this was, like literally, like kind of like tearing my ego down in a sense, because she was telling me that my work was not up to par, and I'm not used to hearing that, right? Mm -hmm. So I just automatically assumed it was her. She was a perfectionist, like, she always saw the bad and everything, like she went straight to the negative, like I've never gotten praise, she never encouraged me. This is me, you know, inside right. of my head thinking, you right. know, not the bigger picture, like what is she trying to um, unleash inside of you? What is she trying to get you to strive for, right? I was just focusing on the, I wasn't focusing on the message, I was focusing on her tone and the way that she was saying things. Um, because it had, it was truth and it was, it was valid and so, 
what I learned about myself is the perfectionist side of me that needs to stop, right? Because there's no way that I'm going to do every single last thing perfectly. Like I'm going to make mistakes. And I think realizing that that's okay, that was a big deal for me. It was a I took a I took a really deep breath because I needed to hear that from myself, you know, and I, I'm really hard on myself. And when I don't do things at the level that I feel they should be done, right. that that does something. I break myself down in mm -hmm. a sense. And so understanding that, look, she's in her position and you're in your position. What can you learn from her? What can you take away from this? these critiques as harsh as they may seem mm -hmm. what is she trying to get you to you know understand and what is she trying to get you to excel at and so once I checked myself and was like uh, yeah so it's you uh, you can be way more organized you can be way more detail-oriented once I decided that that's what it was it was easier for me to get mentored and coached because essentially I was uncoachable hmm. so yeah so you started taking that responsibility Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of times, a lot of times tone can be misinterpreted. I, that word just came out wrong. But tone, <laughs> yes, we misinterpret. Now, you see, I can't even it's, say the word. Misinterpreted, yeah. Misinterpreted, right? Yes. Because we associate a way someone talks to us probably with something, another way someone else talks to us, just like Feeling. them, right? Mm -hmm. So there was this lady and... I was uh, renting a room at her house and there was certain things that along the lines of our contract was that I had to do yard work, right? Mm -hmm. And she would give me lesser rent. Okay. Right? So I said, fine, that's a good deal. Right. And then she, she came to the door. She was like, hey, have you done it yet? Right? So I got frustrated. Then I realized that I was getting frustrated because I was thinking of my mom, right? Oh, and then yeah. I was associating her tone with how my mom used to talk and how mm -hmm. that frustrated me. Right. So then I wasn't taking responsibility that I didn't do the yard work. Right. Right. So with that being said, when did you start taking responsibility for your own income, for your own purpose, for your own life uh, result by becoming an entrepreneur? And then how did you make that decision? Well, I'm going to be an entrepreneur when did that happen for you so I've always known I wanted to own my own business right but both of my parents my mother was a professor at Nova Southeastern University um, my dad was a salesman so not really entrepreneur you know kind of like immediate entrepreneurness right mm -hmm. um, but my aunt you know owns many companies and my uncle is a, his really he has real estate he, he leases he has different buildings and so entrepreneurship is really like ingrained in our family right, right? But I always wanted a daycare. I always knew I wanted to work for myself, right? So I think the moment where I started taking responsibility for my actions is when I started working for her in 2015. And that whole kind of like self-struggle I went through for six months, like I was beating myself up. Obviously, you know, being an entrepreneur means you have to create opportunities to make income, right. you know? and so. I wasn't used to being someone who figured it out because right. it was already figured out. You mm -hmm. get a job, you get paid, whatever. But literally having to find different ways to make money and, and keep that going. And you know, when you schedule a hair appointment, people cancel, mm -hmm. right? Or when you do a painting, it may not sell for months, you know? So 
I was in this very uncomfortable state. And I think because I was so uncomfortable and so frustrated, it made me sit with those feelings and, and be present and, and know that this is not going to last. Mm -hmm. You know, this is just the beginning. And if this is gonna be the worst, then I can take that. Right. I can totally handle that, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, just being coached by her and looking within and being uncomfortable mm -hmm. and being financially dependent mm -hmm. on my mom who was also embarking on an entrepreneur journey. So two entrepreneurs in one household, that is stressful because we're both trying to figure out new ways to create income and to keep a home and to keep you know ourselves fed. So yeah, it forced me to look at myself mm -hmm. and figure out if this is what I really want to do, and it is. So you said new ways to create income, right? One mm -hmm. thing that you, you said before is that you have a lot of skills and talents, right? Mm -hmm. And as a person who has different skill sets and talents, mm -hmm. I find that to be a liability just as much as it is an asset, mm -hmm. right? Because you're being pulled in different directions. All the time. And to master, you need to focus on a specific thing or a specific uh, umbrella of things, right? Mm -hmm. Diversify. So how did you, like, balance all of these things, you know? <laughs> because, like, for instance, you, right now somebody watching could be like, I can do hair, I can do makeup, I can sell, like, hair or something. Right. Or I can start an online business. Right, right. right. And you're like, oh, which one do I do? Right. And then you're like, ah, you end up don't doing anything at all. So right. with you having so many talents, how did you decide what you're going to go for? So she challenged me to make money in seven days. She was like, I don't care how you do it, but I'm not paying you. You need to use your talents and your skills to make money, so go. So I was like, okay, what can I do in this point in time to make money the fastest? So I was like, okay, I'll sell a painting. It was February, Black History Month. So I capitalized on the month and I capitalized on um, kind of like what that meant you know, for black Americans mm -hmm. in, um, in America, clearly. And I did a painting and I put it up and I ran an ad, I paid for an ad. So that's another step that you have to be okay. You have to invest in yourself. So I was like, if I want to reach more people, I have to pay for a Facebook ad. So I paid, I paid for a Facebook ad and it sold in three days. And I was like, oh, wow. So once I realized how to figure out how to do certain things a certain way. Like I can do a painting, I can do, let's say four paintings, right? And I just put them online, I'm done. The work is done, you know? So you can limit the things that you are doing based on what else you're doing. If I schedule a hair appointment, I don't do any hair until after six. So everything has to have its own personal time. It has to have its own schedule because if not, you're gonna overlap and you're gonna miss out on things and you're not, going to be able to focus on anything. So what I would say to that person who is talented and who wants to start something, um, start something that can make you money the easiest. And then you literally need to scale back and figure out how your schedule is gonna work. You know. And so in the book, he was talking about when you have multiple streams of income, you wanna make sure that they fall under kind of the same umbrella. Mm -hmm. But listening to me, I do hair, I do photography, um, I'm a millennial business success coach, like hair, painting, all of that kind of doesn't tie in 
but in a way it does because it's development. Mm -hmm. So not only is it develop developing myself, I'm developing those who come in contact with me. Mm -hmm. So I would just say it's scheduling and it's timing and focusing on your systems. That is how you do all those things in one. All right, so with that being said, you are the millennial business expert. What are your top five tips for millennials who are thinking of starting a business or just like found entrepreneurship interesting, okay. you know? Yeah, so, all right, so yeah, so the top five things that I would tell a millennial who wants to get into entrepreneurship, the first thing you need to do is find a mentor. And that person could be in your community, that person could be in your family, but essentially that person needs to be someone that you want to be. They want to, you want to be in a place that they want to be, right? So that's the first thing you need to do because we can't do it by ourselves. Secondly, get a financial advisor, right? So if you're thinking about starting a business, it takes money to do so, but there are some ways that you can move, maneuver around that, right? So three, I would say, find your skill sets. What are you good at? Write it down and how you can monetize that. Four, create an online course. It's super simple and you can literally be making money in your sleep. So whatever you're good at, if you're good at Excel, a lot of people are struggling when it comes to Excel, right? So all you do is make a 30 minute course on the basics of Excel and put it online, sell it for $9.99 and boom. It's a course already that's a product that you have and essentially you have a business because if you don't have a product, you don't have a business. So your product will be you know, selling Excel online, and that's anything under the sun, anything that you can sell. And the last thing that I would say is be patient because it's not going to be an instant reward. You know, it's going to take time because you have to build your brand and you have to build your business, but you also have to personally develop yourself along the way. So don't get too ahead of yourself. Just be patient. You know, things will work out, but you have to do those steps in order to have success. Those were some really great tips. I, I think one thing I need to work on is an online course um, because I, I have a lot of things I know how to do that I haven't done a course on. So that's some amazing tips. Personal and, training. Right, personal training. Seven minute workout, $10, mm -hmm. blast it. Yeah. How much money you were making a week? Yeah. How many people, and it's the, the new year is about to start. So everybody's about to get super, body conscious and for the new year my new year resolution is to be this weight and blah 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 like capitalize on that like that is perfect exactly i'm gonna get i'm gonna get to it okay I'm just saying. all right so now we talk a lot about entrepreneurship and we have about eight minutes left um let's go back more into like um different subjects okay cool so what are some things that you you've experienced as a woman in society um, that has helped you build your character or that has decreased or increased your self-confidence? What are some challenges that you've faced um, within that? Have you faced any, uh, if at all? So I haven't faced any direct challenges mm -hmm. as for outside forces. Yeah. Um, it's mainly me. Mm -hmm. So getting over the mindset of an employee, right, and entering the mindset of an executive, mm -hmm. that in itself, it takes time and it takes work, right? Because you're always, self-doubt always creeps in. Fear always creeps in. Um, fear of success, like fear if what you're doing is worth it. Fear right. if people are gonna accept you. Like that's always kind of like a constant 
thing that may replay in your mind, but being able to combat those thoughts and to say, no, I'm going to be successful. No, like this is going to work. No, if I do what I have to do in these amount of steps, if I listen to my mentor, then it'll work out. So outside forces I haven't really dealt with yet. Um, but it's more so inner mm -hmm. that I that I that I have struggles mm -hmm. with just so making sure that I'm, you know, staying the course and being patient and checking myself essentially. So tell me about one time where your inner struggles place shackles in within your life. Like me, I've reached certain points where I've reached really great points in my business where I enjoyed mm -hmm. it. I'm making money. I'm right. like, this is awesome, right? right? But I've also reached really down points where I really felt hopeless and just like, damn, this is horrible right yeah. now. Yeah. You because know, like life hits you in the face. So tell me about a struggle moment mm -hmm. um, because our successes are great, but our we struggles talk about teach our struggles. us, right? Right. So tell us about a struggle moment and how you overcame that. So struggle moment, it was last year, September. Yep, last year, September. Um, I was driving for Uber and Lyft. I was doing hair. I was doing photography. I was painting, like all of this. Like I felt pulled in so many different directions. I had no systems whatsoever. Um, I slowed down on my Millennials on the Move. Um, I got over, I got bogged down because I couldn't find as many millennial entrepreneurs as I wanted to, to produce my show that was every Friday. So the demand for that, that I set for myself was com was becoming too much because I couldn't, I couldn't get the interviews. Like things were happening. People were, were rescheduling, people were canceling. Mm -hmm. I couldn't find enough to do a month. Like, so all of that was just overwhelming in itself. And I never was late on a bill, but that feeling of not knowing whether you're going to be able to pay your car note and it's five days away like that that anxiety like mm -hmm. super stressful um so i decided to get a job because they're always going to be there right? right so i worked at a preschool and that my minor is in early childhood education and i wanted to open a daycare and now that has changed to building a curriculum so i've already taken the steps to maximize my bossness if you will mm -hmm. but in that moment I was just like I just need money to make myself feel better right. I need security because this all over the place it's too much right and it was too much because I didn't have the systems I wasn't listening to the advice of my mentor I wasn't following through with the step that she already laid out for me because I feel like I can do it on my own and I felt like the way that I was doing it, it was kind of working. My bills were getting paid. Like I was able to go and come as I please. I like, go out of town. Like traveling is really important to me. So in that moment, I struggled with the entrepreneur journey. Just totally, I'm gonna put this off for a little bit. I need to get ahead financially. I need to feel better about where I am. Um, so I got a job mm -hmm. and I loved my job. But then I had a boss that I wasn't I felt like her leadership, mind you, being in this position of entrepreneurship and having different mentors who are millionaires and they're telling you certain things to do and they're leading you in a certain way, you kind of can't be led by anybody, right? So the, the person I am can't just have any type of boss. I have to have a specific type of boss that is, I feel that's credible right. to be my boss in certain ways that they, like, I'm mm -hmm. totally like, whatever, I get, I get what, I get you what know? You so. When I reached that moment of 
no longer, I guess, I don't wanna say liking my boss, but no longer appreciating her leadership, I was just like, I don't have to do this. Like literally, like I waited till the school year was over and I quit. And I called a meeting and I was like, uh, you know, thank you for the opportunity, but I will be, I will be leaving. So that invigorating, invigorating moment of quitting certainty, I think that just kind of bred a new me, to be completely honest. I struggled with finances and that was a, it was just deep, you know, just, I kind of did less things, talked to less people, like I was a different person for like six months right. and I didn't like who I was becoming because I allowed fear and doubt to take over right. what I was doing. So the moment that I realized that I'm not supposed to be working for anyone and I decided to quit, that's kind of when my rebirth kind of happened. And speaking of rebirth, one thing I always say is um, last message, um, what would you give a message to someone like you, you know, someone who's experienced what you've experienced, what message would you give yourself actually hmm. in that circumstance? And whenever that message comes to you, you could say it to the panel. Okay. Um, so my mentor has like a famous quote that she is like a Chinese proverb. And she always says, to know the road ahead, um, you ask those who've been, right? So what I would tell myself is, listen to your mentor. Listen to those who have more knowledge than you do. Listen to criticism. And don't take it personal, you know? Like, find your truth within the message and know that it's not about you at the end of the day. Like, your grand dream, where you want to be, your, whatever you think success is, right? Get out of your own way. Because essentially I was in my way. So I would tell myself to move <laughs> and move be great. <laughs> the way, ludicrous. <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, I would, I would just tell myself to listen and get out of your own way. Right, just kick your old self out the door. Yes, exactly. She had to do the kick too because you had the text. <laughs> All right, so in the final minutes of the interview, I'm going to yeah. say a couple of words. Okay. And you're going to give me a one-word response okay. with the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. First thing I would say is, what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear the word hustle? Money. Okay. <laughs> Faith. Oh, universe. Beauty. Inside. Success. Whatever you think it is. Health. I'm the one word. That, uh. That's good. <laughs> it could be a statement. Oh, okay. Health. Uh, fitness. Fulfillment. Life. Micah Nixon. Great. All right. <laughs> Thank, <laughs> Thank you, you for also, having me. Thank you for being here. Yeah. So why don't you tell us about how they can contact you, the show, everything that you got going on. Okay, Plug yourself in. <laughs> Plug it in. Um, what, doesn't matter. Um, yeah, so uh, Millennials on the Move, it is a platform on YouTube, so please follow me on YouTube. Millennials on the Move is my channel. And also, if you would like to connect with me on Facebook, it's Micah Nixon, M-I-C-H-A-N-I-X-O-N. And uh, my Instagram, Millennial Biz Brand, is my business page. And Micah the Brand is my personal page. And captured by Micah is my photography photography page but you can just go to one and I have them in my bio you can just click those so yeah all right, 
All right, so that's about it. Okay. Um, and thank you, thank you for tuning in to this episode here on the Unlimited Power Show. My name is Edouard Gilles, and I want to remind you that you have the unlimited power in you to achieve whatever it is that you want. But until you believe that, the world will forever miss your talents, all the talents, all the gifts, and all the great things that you have to offer. So let your light shine, don't hide it, don't dim it. Thank you. Please be sure to like, subscribe, and share this video. Peace.